0: I am so sore. Oh my gosh.
1: I am so sore. Yeah. What did we even do yesterday?
2: I am so sore today. Oh my goodness. You know it. Oh man, that workout on Friday had me sore all weekend long. All right. How does your body feel on a scale of zero to ten? Zero being you feel awesome. Ten being you got hit by a bus. Where are you at? Six. Alright,
0: not bad. Maybe today's day you take it easy. Definitely the deadlifts, heavy deadlifts.
1: All right. Welcome to the Are You Sore podcast. This is your host, Paul McAllister, and we are recording as always from Bridge Lakes CrossFit here in Cypress, Texas. Happy New Year! This is our first show of 2024. After launching this thing around summer of 2023, I'm wearing my you Are You Sore? You in celebration. I'm probably you. Do you still have your T-shirt? I do.
0: It's yellow and it's never, in my yellow bin.
1: Never once see you wear it.
0: It's not a working out shirt, Paul. I think your guest should get one. They,
1: they it's the not. It's
0: J Crew it's a j crew shirt oh, and i can't wear it to style. dirty it no
1: yeah. no it's a somebody going was, uh, out shirt. Seen, uh, the only person i've ever seen with there's there's four or five of these shirts floating around <laughs> only person i've ever seen wear it is steven he wore it once when he was on the podcast oh. and, and, and somebody was telling me the other day they were like you should you should sell those shirts i was like nobody's gonna buy those shirts
0: i like the logo it's they'll, cute, be, they'll be they'll be mm-hmm.
1: hanging up there longer than uh, crystal's wild rose stuff <laughs> <type. laughs>
0: Oh my God, I just died. Uh,
1: uh, anyway, PJ, <laughs> Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year. Welcome back. Thank
0: you. He says I sound like Miley Cyrus Yeah,
1: today. <laughs> she's a little under the weather. Yeah. Uh, it's either that or the smoking. the smoking habit, which, you know, we might have to cover uh, since today's topic is <laughs> nutrition, folks, no, we We'll, do have we'll talk doctor about here. that.
2: We'll talk yeah. about that. All right.
1: So I want to introduce our guests. We are really like kicking the year off. On like a new level. Like we're setting a bar now that I'm not sure we can continue to meet. We're ramping up the professionalism. So I want to go through our guests today. I had my interns compile uh, all of these. Who
2: might that be? Your kids, uh, Andy. <laughs> You're Andy, yeah, Andy. Uh, did you do this?
1: You know, they're they're around, um, but you know they're they're kind of lazy as well. So today's <laughs> guest is a fellowship trained gastroenterologist. With Memorial Herman Specialty Medical Group here in Cyprus. Board certified by the American Board of Internal Medicine. Recently recognized Ooh. in Living Magazine's Best of Fair. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot is... about that. I had to send
0: it to you because yeah. you didn't even I did know. Even,
2: I did not even know.
0: It's because she... only Andy
1: and I voted for you. <laughs>
2: yeah. I did not solicit votes. That's the important yeah. thing here. You right.
1: didn't and even I know that, that it, know. it existed. It's legit.
2: Yeah. She's my neighbor. There you go.
0: Oh, Wife.
1: The Wife to Sanjay, mother of two. But I think the most impressive accomplishment you were a member of <laughs> Oh, Swally Night. Uh-huh. And the winner. The re- <laughs> recent Slay the Holidays, my teammate. I want to go through her stats because they were pretty impressive. Oh, okay. Over 2,500 calories on the bike during that 4 week competition and over 200,000 meters rode and ran that's just you in 4 weeks mm. Dr. Tamika Jaswani Wow dead gummit welcome to this show and I now love she it. has no ass
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that PJ today was my first day to work on you
1: know to work the biggest on complaint that. around here I'll tell mm. you I
0: mean Shh it was all about I'm losing my rear and I I I don't know what to tell you.
1: Look, y'all all have big asses. So yeah. <laughs> I took, one for, to okay. I to yeah. I took
2: one for the team. Mm-hmm. Okay. I took one for the team. I had an hour to work out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I made
0: a choice. You did. It was cardio. It was cardio or yeah. what? And yeah. I'm like, well, my team. Yeah. yeah. So I took one for the So thing. it's ass or no
1: ass. That's and,
2: correct. And I mean I could always get it back, right? Yeah. Well, Please say I can.
1: We're forever so gen- indebted <laughs> to your ass that was martyred <laughs> in the name of O of Swoley Knight. Because you did. You worked your tail off yeah. and I was super impressed. So great job. Um, all right, let's start with some fundamental stuff. Because I, I, one of the things that I, uh, I'm not really great about, I make a lot of assumptions when we start throwing around like acronyms and workouts and stuff that all of my listeners know what those type things are and I need to do a better job of taking a step back and, and just covering that. Uh, so what, what is a gastroenterologist?
2: So a gastroenterologist is a specialist uh-huh. that has the expertise to deal with disorders of the digestive tract. Okay. So I normally say from your mouth to your anus. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we also deal with things outside. So we deal with the liver, the pancreas, the bile ducts, and its entire system. A big part of that, as you know, if you can imagine from your mouth to your anus, has a lot to do with what we put in is actually going to come out, right? And I think that's the focus of today's podcast, nutrition.
1: Right. Right. So why do, why do people come see you?
2: So there are many reasons why. So if we're looking at the global picture, everyone is all about preventative. Mm-hmm. So number one, I would say people come see me for their preventative colonoscopies. So screening tests, right? It's like having a mammogram or a pap smear or a prostate exam. It's all preventative. But there's a host of other things that we see as gastroenterologists. So reflux, I have trouble swallowing, I have chronic abdominal pain or acute abdominal pain, meaning new. Uh, We see a lot of inflammatory bowel diseases. So ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, Mm -hmm. Um, You name it. So liver issues as well. I see a lot of fatty liver disease. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today, I think. Um, But other autoimmune conditions that can affect the liver. I see celiac disease. I see a lot of patients who are also wanting to lose weight. And they're now looking at medical weight loss. So they come to me with that as well. Because we kind of go through a lot before we go down the road of medical weight loss. By medical, I mean medicines to lose weight. Um, obesity, that's, so that's big. So vitamin deficiencies. I see celiac disease. You all may have heard about gluten mm-hmm. being a protein. So I see celiac disease, lactose intolerance. It's actually not lactose intolerance. It's lactase intolerance, right? <laughs> so well, we, we, we can talk some more if you all would like about that. So those are some of the day-to-day things that right. I see. But I do see some other more specific things. But if you're looking to find someone to deal with those basic issues, then a gastroenterologist is the person that who you would want to go to.
1: Got it. So I want to ask a little bit about, or I want you to talk a little bit about kind of your philosophy as a physician when it comes to your patients. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of bookend this with a story that frustrated me and I don't want to name a bunch of names, but... This was the patient with somebody that is very close to me that lives in my house and <laughs> sleeps in my bed. <laughs> who went to see a physician about some things that had been bothering her and that had been complained about for a very, very long time. Um, came back from that visit with some orders to basically start this really expensive therapy, um, that involved like regular visits and regular injections to this doctor. And I thought, well, that seems sus. I said that they, they, they talk about anything else. And she said, not really. And I said, well, look, I'm not trying to control your body or, but let's, let's do this. Can, can we call back up there and talk to the nurse or talk to the doctor and see if maybe there's any, other things that we could try first. And so she does that, and lo and behold, what do they say? Well, there are some dietary things that you could probably change that might help as well. Let's start there. So, sure. okay, so that's, for me, that seemed, I don't know, that that upset me, so.
2: I'm sure it would. I mean, I can speak to what I believe, Mm -hmm. and then I'm also a patient, right? So I'm a physician, but I am also a patient. So I can see it from both perspectives. My big philosophy, and I pride myself actually in my ability to listen. Right. So you may go to providers and you may have to sit there and wait for 45 minutes to an hour just to get into the exam room. I have a very strict policy Mm -hmm. in my clinic that no patient should ever have to wait for me. Right. Like we all have stuff to do. You guys are, you know, my patients are taking their time out of their busy day. They, they have kids, they have a, you know, they have to work. So one, when they come in, they're not going to be waiting. If they do, it's like five, 10 minutes, max. Anything above that, I am profusely apologizing mm-hmm. because I don't want to waste their time. But listening, I think it's, there are many like literature searches you can do about a doctor patient relationship right i can be a physician who never prescribes a single thing Mm -hmm. but all i do is listen and that patient will be a patient of mine for the rest of their life yeah because people want their doctors to listen listening and just regurgitating what you're feeling is sometimes very therapeutic without the need for any intervention agreed so i would think um as a practitioner that is i think my biggest pride in the the fact that i can listen to people without rushing
1: yeah so So what's the most i I guess what's the most common nutritional complaint or concern or question that that you think that you're faced with in your clinic every day
2: it varies. Oh, I can't say that there is one specific one that I get faced with every day. But a lot of people are very, very conscious now about what they are eating. Mm-hmm. So they're very conscious about the foods that they're eating. And they're very, very interested in supplements, right? So people come to me and they may or may not have seen another provider who would have recommended you know, a lot of things to them, medications or other changes. And they just want to know, why am I taking this? What should I be taking? Do I even need to be taking this? Am I on the right diet? So those, it's very hard to pinpoint one thing, right? I can't say, oh, today in my clinic, 80% of people complained of one thing, Mm -hmm. right? So regarding nutrition. Um, But every disease process that someone sees me for may be related to some dietary aspect as well. Yeah. Let's talk about something like celiac disease. So many people hear about gluten intolerance and so on. And let's talk about a big one, IBS. Yeah. So IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, the name has actually changed now. So it's no longer called IBS. It's called disorder of gut-brain interaction. And you can imagine... If you think about IBS, a lot of people who have these IBS symptoms, they may not have a pathology. Like they do an endoscopy, a colonoscopy, and everything is normal. But they're still having symptoms. They're having diarrhea, abdominal pain, constipation. So there's nothing to put a finger on. This is your problem. You have a polyp. You have a mass. You have something else going Mm -hmm. on. You just... So gut, brain... So there is a connection where your gut seems to be extra sensitive to certain things. And as a result of that, you, you have these symptoms. You have the pain, the constipation, the bloating, the diarrhea, whatever it may be. And I mention that because that is so, so common. But if we trace things back, a lot of times we can find triggers, and I call them triggers, in what we eat. So if we do the, a, a thorough workup, now this diagnosis is really what I call one of exclusion. You save that for the end. I don't come in and start talking to you and you tell me, hey, I have abdominal pain. I'm like, you have IBS. Mm-hmm. No, right? So we have to make sure that there's nothing really wrong, like nothing big and bad going on. It's not your gallbladder, you don't have an ulcer, whatever it is. But when we get down to we've done everything and we can't find something to put our finger on, now let's figure out, what are, you, what are you eating? What might be your trigger that's causing your symptoms? And that is where a big component of nutrition comes in. We have people doing food diaries, mm-hmm. even doing specific nutritional-based exclusion and reintroduction diets. Mm-hmm. You may have to exclude a lot of things initially and then start reintroducing things slowly to find that trigger. It's a process. Yeah. So you cannot expect to have that answer the day that you walk out the office, right? We're going to have a relationship, you and I. Yeah. It's probably going to be for a very long time. But eventually, in a, I mean, I would expect that in a short period of time, we should be able to pinpoint some of these things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah? PJ, you're,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you and I have been talking a lot about some changes that you're looking into for your nutrition this year. I don't think it has anything to do with it just being a new year. It's just like you're coming out of this competition and maybe you made some observations about some things that you, you want to do it again and you want to address some, some shortcomings that you discovered during that time. What are those things? And this is coming from someone whose life is fitness. I mean, that's what you, that's your livelihood and it's really important to you. But like, what are some examples of some of those things? Cause I know you and Tamika have a, like a patient doctor we do. relationship yeah. with this as well. So, yeah,
0: well, I've been seeing, I mean, Tamika knows I've been seeing gastroenterologists since I was 21 because, you know, my mother died when I was 15 mm-hmm. and she was 40 of colon cancer. So I've always been aware and, and cognizant of, of, you know, my health and fitness You know, a lot of it started, and Tamika and I had talked about this early on. um, You know, like I would have spastic colon and stuff like that, and and my dietary. I mean, I was eating. You know, a child. You're like an elementary school kid. Mm -hmm. You eat chicken nuggets and Snickers and Frito pies, and that's what I lived off of. You know, when I was in my youth, and that's I actually love to live on that now, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but. You know, I'm somewhat smart. And, so like certain things that I'm not like a huge vegetable eater, right? I, I've never been a vegetable eater. I've never eaten greens. Um, it's not that I don't like them. I just, I also, you know, sometimes don't digest them the way that I always feel bloated or I, so I tend to not eat them. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to look at my diet from a standpoint of, I never want to feel bloated. I don't like feeling that way, you know, um, I know that right now I'm, I'm going to have to start eating a little bit more than I typically do um, to sustain. Like if I, I want to compete this year mm-hmm. to um, handle the load, you know, so I, I, I want to be sure that I'm putting the right things in my body. And like we were saying, I don't want to forever take medication, right? Yeah. I, I don't want to take any medication. Right. And I don't want to supplement just for the sake of supplementation either. I want to I do things that, hey, I know that my body, and we were talking about this, like doing genetic testing. I know that my body is not breaking down this. And now maybe I can, I know, hey, this is the diet that I need to do so I can feel good. And I don't have to over supplement and take all these vitamins and take all, just an overabundance of of stuff. Mm-hmm. In the morning I don't want to drink a what a Stanley full of water so I could take my vitamins. Yeah. That's not how I want to live. Neither. It really isn't. I I just want to put the right foods in, feel right, and so this year I'm really taking the time to kind of research what works?
1: What I want to hear, Tamika, like your your thoughts on supplements, and let me tell you, like where I'm coming from for this. I I take nothing. I never have. Um, I think the only time I ever took anything, I was taking like glucosamine like 20 years ago when I was running a lot, and somebody told me that it was gonna keep my joints from hurting, and I didn't notice any change. <laughs> but since then, <laughs> uh, my mother, oh my gosh, she would get with her old lady They're friends not, yeah. and it was like i'm taking these crushed seashells that are helping my brain activity <laughs> and, and oh fun. if i didn't and and it turned into and you see this in your clinic because you guys always want your patients to bring us your medications and your yeah. supplements that you're taking and right? i would go to her with these appointments with Grocery bags full of these green (laughs) supplement bottles from Kroger and they would look at me like, what is that? I was like, this is what she swears by all Mm -hmm. of them.
2: Paul, let me tell you, supplements (laughs) is a separate podcast. It is It It is is a separate podcast, but I will give you my two cents and PJ knows about this Mm -hmm. because I think I actually did a little brief supplement information when we were doing a nutrition challenge at some point in time. Do I believe in supplements? Generally, I would say no with a caveat, right? So there are certain things you have to remember. PJ, for example, she is an athlete, a true athlete. I cannot compare what I would take to what she needs to take, Mm -hmm. right? So does she take magnesium? She probably takes magnesium. I don't know. But a lot of these supplements do contain magnesium, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why they contain it is because a lot of athletes have other GI issues. They have constipation a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Paul, you are a runner. You may have heard about runner's diarrhea, right? Mm -hmm. So there are specific conditions that a lot of athletes... So the bodybuilding world, you will find that it requires a lot of restriction, right? So it is a very restrictive. So even if you know you have to consume... 2600 calories a day the quality of what you're eating is not going to be the same as the average joe yeah okay so what you are getting you you, you are getting depleted a lot of times so that's why i take electrolytes in the middle of summer when i'm working out that is a supplement it is that di- it is sold as a dietary supplement and I will continue to do that because Texas is hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we sweat during a workout, we need to replenish our electrolytes. But regarding the gazillion other supplements there are out there, it really does require some thought. If your vitamin D level is low, take vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if your iron is low, take iron. But if it ain't low, you don't, you need, don't it. need it. Right. Right. I cannot tell you how many right. people come to see me. And I'm like, you're taking NP thyroid. You're taking your, these supplements. I'm like, why are you taking it?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm taking it because I heard it was good yeah, for you,
2: right? right? Uh, literally, red yeast rice. I'm just thinking about some things off the... Off I've my, never yeah. even heard of that. I'm anymore. telling you, like, I, there was one patient. Actually, I saw her, like, yesterday. She said, I take so many supplements, I cannot <laughs> tell you the name of any of them. Ugh. Oh, no. I'm gonna call you, and I think the list that she sent was exorbitant. Yeah. yeah. Why are you taking all these things? The biggest concern I have about supplements is the effect on your GI tract, your liver, and your kidneys. Yeah. Nothing is FDA approved. Right. Right. We have zero long-term studies on these supplements, so that is my biggest. I have seen young people, middle-aged people have liver. Failure requiring a liver transplant because of dietary supplement use. Yeah. So everything, and I, I call it, I call it snake oil a lot of times, mm-hmm. but sometimes, as I said, there are situations where you have to take some things. But you're reading and seeing all these things, and there's nothing really in the literature to support its use. Do I take supplements? I take some vitamin D. Um, if I During our running, I took some magnesium because I thought (laughs) I was going to die, right? Um, So CLAs are another supplement. Mm. And I can tell you, I read about it. And the literature does not support muscle growth. Growth. But I have seen Mm. that it sustains muscle mass, right? And I have not seen, and I always research on my liver websites about interactions before, Mm -hmm. But I don't take everything under the sun. I mean, I can tell you, I can list like a 5 billion things people would take. So my overall umbrella answer is I do not really believe in supplements, but there are situations where you should take them, electrolytes being a As a a supplement to something that you're As a supplement, correct.
1: Well, I really hope there's some men from this gym that listen (laughs) to what she just said because I've walked into that bathroom here before. (laughs) coming off of the walls because of (laughs) what they just did in there. I think it's unnecessary. So guys pay attention. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of the things I love about you and I think would make me vote for you as best of sci fair is not just you being a great doctor, but your commitment to fitness as well. I talked about on a podcast, a previous one when I was dealing with my injury and I went and saw, um, this neurosurgeon and he came into the room and he was like a super fit guy. And that immediately made me feel at ease because I didn't feel like he was going to come in and start lecturing me about being too old and, and all this stuff. So how does that, first of all, like why is that important to you as a person? And then how have you seen that translate into maybe your patients making better health choices?
2: I think it's actually a very, very... The fact that you brought that example up, mm-hmm. I think that really carries a lot of weight. So generally, when patients or otherwise, you want to talk to them about nutrition and exercise, I get taken a lot more seriously because I, I have a fit appearance, mm-hmm. right? You talk the talk, but you can walk the walk. And to patients, that is gold. I have had... I'm not trying to bash anybody, but I have had morbidly obese colleagues talking to their patients about weight loss, and I'm like,
0: homie. Yeah. (laughs) She called him homie.
1: (laughs) It's like PJ. I tell her. I'm like, stop taking your smoke breaks in the parking (laughs) lot. It's bad for business. Go around back. I know.
2: So I understand that you're talking to the patients because you probably want to build something Mm -hmm. or you're just doing it because it's your job to counsel them on Mm -hmm. this but I feel like it will really be a little bit more do as I do right right? if you could demonstrate that hey I'm telling you this from personal experience it's going to work yeah if you just follow the plan so I think I get taken a lot more seriously because of the fact that I have a, a fit appearance and I can talk to them seriously about nutrition i sit there and i invest some time i say hey are we going to do calorie counting that's going to be the easiest for you download this app let me tell you how to use it let me walk you through this calculator tell you how much calories you need so when i am able to go through all of that I'm like okay she knows what she's talking about um, and so that really does carry a lot of weight with patients, you know.
1: So where did uh, where what is your fitness background like? When did it? Has it always been important to you? Were you active as a kid? Do um,
2: you want me to go through all of it? I can go through all of it. Let's so do I mean, it. let's yeah. do yeah. it. I mean, you brought <laughs>
1: okay. these printed out pages, so I do need to give you the opportunity. She has a she to a to, lot like, of notes. Sell
2: me out on everything. Uh-huh. Okay? <laughs> She's got a lot of I notes. It's all text. Sometimes so <laughs> okay, I forget. So uh, most of y'all know that I am from Trinidad. So I was born, I spent most of my life in Trinidad. Quick question about Trinidad.
1: Yes. I know one fact about Trinidad. He wants to know
0: where it's at. Come I remember. know where
1: it's at, and I knew one guy that was from, one of the person in my life that I met was from there. He looked nothing like you, okay. which, is, which is interesting enough. He looked more like me. Mm-hmm, yep. Um,
2: and he spoke he, like me. He told
1: uh-huh. me that you guys have the most... Drunk driving deaths per capita of anywhere in the world because y'all have no drunk driving laws. Is we that actually true? do
2: have some laws now. Okay, that's good to so hear. So that may have been a while ago, Paul. But yes, regarding the ethnicities,
0: wow, I love that in
2: Trinidad <laughs> we are a very a varied population. We are considered to be a melting pot. Yeah. So you can go and you can find the whitest person, and oh. they will speak just like me. Yeah. Right, So it's a mixture. There's Indian heritage. I can tell yeah. you, I have no idea where my ancestors are from in India, but I know they're from India, yeah. mm-hmm. obviously, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like fourth-generation Trinidadian. Yeah. Then we have a big African population. We have a Lebanese-Syrian population. We have a Caucasian-Chinese population. It is a very interesting thing to speak to a Chinese guy. And he opens his mouth. And he sounds like you. And he sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. It is very interesting. All
1: right. How interesting. But it's a fact. Well, as you were, that was a selfish request. To <laughs> yeah. <get that laughs> so
2: Trinidad is but... right next to Venezuela for those of y'all who. Oh, uh, I did not know that. Yeah. It's right on the coast. I'm like, you can stand on the edge of North oh. Coast and you can see Venezuela from the coast. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So, exactly. So, anyway, so back to the whole background thing. So, I grew up, uh, my two parents, they worked typical eight to five type of jobs. I lived and I went to school, elementary school, pretty far from where I lived. So breakfast was 100% of the times in the car mm-hmm. on my way yeah. to school. After school, my parents would try to get an, a workout in. You remember those silver um, sauna suits people yeah. used to wear? I remember my parents yeah. wearing like
1: the like boxes. They wore in a Almost, Christmas yeah. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. my parents Todd would Marta. be
2: wearing that after work. Mm. trying to get like a 30-minute workout in. But that's a situation where they had to prepare dinner and my sister and I had homework. So fitness was never a high priority in my family. Until I got into high school, I got onto, onto teams and age of 13 or 14 started lifting weights. Paul is yawning right now.
1: Okay, yes. yeah. so like lifting
0: yeah, weights, and he's looking at his phone. What else? Thank you, PJ. Eye contact. Eye contact. They okay.
1: Listen, they didn't listen to the pre-show notes. That <laughs> I Nobody pays attention
2: to me. <laughs> Anyway, so then I um, got into med school. Oh, from the age of thirteen, I started exercising, but then I think I like pulled something at one of my <laughs> sessions, and literally every time I worked out after that, I would throw up, oh. and it would take me years to realize that. You're throwing up, not because you pull something, but because you're deconditioned. Mm-hmm. You need to eat better. You, know, you yeah. need to sleep better. So you know, over the years, you learn these kind of things about nutrition, right. about sleep, and so on. So I went to med school. In fact, this year, it will be 20 years since I'm, I've been a physician. Yes. So we have wow. 20 years. Mm-hmm. She's b- going to be forty-five. It's a okay, big, not 50, no. so. I was pretty Paul. young when I when Same I thing. finished. Yeah, I was pretty young when I started um, in medicine. So anyway, so um, I worked in Trinidad as a physician for about four years. I moved to the US. I had to kind of start over with residency was and that so always on. The
1: goal was to move to the US. Well,
2: or? it was either here or the UK. I kind of we wa- we. I wanted a more structured program uh-huh. for postgraduate training. Gotcha. Right just ended up staying but then after my residency i worked in virginia for another five years as a hospitalist i then went back to do gi mm-hmm. I remember and then, you and then that. yeah and then i'm here yeah. and when my daughter was born in 2012 that's when my fitness took off so i had her i was never overweight or obese but after she was born this whole P90X thing came yes. into play, right? I was a P90Xer, so I was a P90Xer with my husband, and that Sean T, and all Ooh. these other things, right? Beachbody.
0: So, I, I mean, that was I just,
2: I did all of that, yeah. And then I joined a gym in Virginia, and my coach was a level one CrossFit coach. Okay. And that's when I found this whole community of CrossFit, and I was hooked. Yeah. Right. Um, we moved here in 2019, and I remember coming here. And the first coach I met was Martin. Mm-hmm. That was right before COVID. Yeah. So I had big plans. I'm coming next week. COVID, pung. Everything is shut down. And um, so I did my own thing at home and whatever. But then, you know, on top of all of that, my I have a very, very strong family history of cardiovascular illness. Mm-hmm. My dad had cardiac stents put in at a very young age. I have a 37-year-old cousin who just had bypass surgery. Yeah. He is not obese. He is probably not even overweight, but I think it's a genetic thing. Yeah. I know I cannot outrun my genetics, but I'm going to do what I can to prevent. Yeah. Right? Right. So genetics, if it has to get me, it has to get me, but I'm not going to let anything else get
1: me. Yeah. Right? Well, so I have a very, um, I don't know. My approach to nutrition and health, I, I view it all as like a math problem, and I'm not saying this is the right way. I'm just telling you, like, I'm, I'm actually interested in if I was your patient coming in, and you were just say, like, tell me about your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat, I eat breakfast. I don't eat like crap for breakfast. I mean, I'll have breakfast tacos or something like that occasionally, but most times it's just like. Peanut butter and apples or cereal. Um, I eat sandwiches for lunch and I eat a normal dinner. Um, I don't eat a lot of junk food. I drink only water, um, and I think that my my reasoning is that you know if I stay active and go to CrossFit or run or do whatever, then it should at some level negate any. Bad stuff that is cooked into that casserole, if that, if that makes sense. I think
2: you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Paul. Okay, because
1: you know? I had, a, I had a, a, he was an older man, an old school cardiothoracic surgeon back when we lived in Louisiana, and I remember him saying one time, he, he, he's different, he has like the same conversation with his patients all day, every day, where he says, it's pretty simple, don't smoke, exercise. And if you have diabetes, manage your diabetes. You can live a long, happy life. And but he was like, you, you'd be shocked at how fast that can all be complicated, you know. <laughs> so it's almost like this same type principle. I don't have diabetes. I don't smoke. I don't do any of that stuff. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of like UPJ and, and like thinking about your patients. I just have this fear of like looking up one day and I've got. Seven bottles of sub vitamins yeah. on my bathroom counter, and I was like, "What? What in the world happened?" You know, that is and, correct. And not yeah. understanding of like, well, I don't want to know what I feel like if I stop taking this. And next thing you know, you're just kind of a slave to, yeah. you know, the the crushed seashells that you think are. <laughs> or the red to rice. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what is red rice. <laughs> I can't <don't laughs>
0: even say rice. it. Red rice. Red rice. Tongue Red rice.
2: I know. Red <laughs> red <laughs> red <used.
0: laughs> can't even say it yeah. right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I think you, you actually touched on a very, very important thing. So yes, we are in CrossFit right now, talking about CrossFit things. But the most important thing, in my opinion, when it comes to nutrition, is what the quality of food we are eating mm-hmm. and the quantity of food we are eating. Yeah. So if we live by those two principles and incorporate our other healthy lifestyle tidbits like exercise and sleep and and hydration and so on we we have done our part right so quality of food quantity of food right so i encourage everyone to go on the usda us department of agriculture they have a website and they talk about the myplate.org so just Google myplate.org mm-hmm. and you will see, I'm sure you've seen these pictures of a colorful plate. Yeah, yeah. It's just about healthy eating, right? Yeah. So half of your plate should be fruits and vegetables. One quarter of your plate should be protein, lean protein. And the other quarter should be healthy fats and yeah. grains, right? So if we kind of stick to that whole general well-being, nutritional aspect of things, I think we'll be in a good in a good state. We are not talking about CrossFit, like I need to count my macros, my no. calories. Mm-hmm. We're talking that in like is
0: balance plates. Yeah.
2: This is nitty-gritty yeah. here, right? So every athlete in this gym will have a different goal. Yeah. Some people just are here because they want to stay healthy, mm-hmm. they want to keep active, they're getting older, they don't want to, you know, end up with arthritis or whatever. So the level at which they work out may not be the level at which somebody else works out. Their goals are different hence their nutritional goals are going to be different Mm -hmm. and the myplate.org might be what they need somebody like pj or steven or somebody else they might be like okay let's see how many grams i need of this that and the other but they have different goals right but hopefully in that micromanaging or that nitty-gritty the overlying principle of being well balanced and having a healthy plate is still going to be there
0: and there's multiple and Tamika and I have talked about this. When we do nutrition challenges, we talk about, we don't really do an exclusion. Mm-hmm. I always tell everyone, I'm so, I like to live my life. Yeah. I, I intend to live it happy and I don't want you to give up all of these things. What I'm asking you to do is I want you to look at your plate and maybe it's eating the rainbow, right? Like this rainbow of colors and we give them you know, balanced plate options. Like, hey, this is what's going to happen when you have, you know, half of your plate vegetables or whatever, and and then your proteins and your fats or carbs, and what your plate should look like. Here's your colorful plate, and here are like here's a list of foods that I want you to eat from. Right, Tamika and I will be the first to tell you when you go into a grocery store, you should never even go down the aisles, like ever. It should be a perimeter shopping, and that's it. You know, and even then, you kind of still have to think about all of the stuff that we put into our foods alone, the hormones and all of that. It's still crap.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so you still, even though we're saying, hey, eat on the perimeter of your grocery store, they're still pumping it full of hormones and stuff like that. But we're just trying to ask you to make, you know, better choices. Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of eating all the processed foods and all of the things that our bodies cannot. Break down, right? You know,
1: Tamika mentioned colonoscopies earlier, and I forgot to mention that in an effort to improve ratings on this show, she's actually going to perform a colonoscopy on (laughs) me live at at the end Uh, of, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's prepared. do you know that? Did I, did I forget to tell you? Did you bring the cameras and the I tubes? I sure did. It's okay. right, right in my car. Good. Yep. we set it up The first right. <laughs> thing I asked her, I
0: was like, we're here for the breast augmentation. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it's like, I'm going bigger. We should have recorded your colonoscopy. We something. should have. Oh, we yeah. yeah. should have. Yeah. yeah. I did not yeah. get consent before. But yeah. I, yeah. You can do that the next go around. Retrospect. <laughs>
1: you yeah. should have. So what's the biggest, like, nutritional misconception you think that's out there right now?
2: Exactly what we've been talking about, that restrictive is better. Yeah. It is not better, okay. right? So balanced is better. Incorporate all the things that we spoke about.
1: Because um, there's so many trends right now. I mean, it's the oh. intermittent fasting or the, you know, vegan or organic. So let's, organic. Touch, on, let's touch
2: on something yeah. regarding the trends, right? Yeah. So there are certain diets that are going to be very beneficial for some people. So, the intermittent fasting, there are tons of studies that have proven a lot of benefit to intermittent fasting. And is it for everyone?
0: No, not necessarily. Oh, of right.
2: course not. It is difficult. I mean, I tried it, I did not like it one bit. And one, but, but also, because of the nature of my job, I feel like you would not want me to do a colonoscopy on no. you if I'm hungry at 8 a.m., right? Or hungover. Right? So, <laughs> I mean, if my first meal is at 1 p.m., yeah. who wants to be those patients between 8 and 1? Not me, right? So, at the end of the day, it's not for everyone, but there are proven benefits to the whole inflammatory aspect, yeah. right? But it's not for everyone. The one tested... And proven diet that is going to be beneficial to everyone, no matter if you have chronic medical conditions or not, is the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. So that diet, it stems from obviously the Mediterranean. It involves a lot of plant-based foods with moderate amounts of lean meats, very limited amounts of red meats. You incorporate some dairy in there. You incorporate some seafood in there and fish. Mm-hmm. And of course, your healthy grains and fats. Very moderate amount of alcohol. So, the studies that they have done with this particular diet is red wine
0: mm-hmm.
2: in moderation. So, you're not going to be guzzling down three glasses of wet red wine a night, but it has proven some antioxidants. Alcohol- ladies
1: are paying attention <laughs> in this gym. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of drinkers here. But
2: if I had to say there is one diet that would be beneficial across the board, I highly recommend the Mediterranean diet. And I'm talking about those with and without chronic diseases, right? So we're talking about cardiovascular diseases, GI issues. Mm -hmm. So people who have things like Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, they always come to me and Mm -hmm. be like, give me a diet that is going to work to help with all of this inflammation and so on. And there are I can go into a lot of details about different diets that have that they have tried for it, but at the end of the day, the Mediterranean diet is still the most favorite diet. And that's so that's with and
0: without disease processes, yeah. right? Yeah. How does one find like I mean, I know you can just go on to Google and say, I want to eat a Mediterranean diet The Pioneer now. Woman,
1: she has a Mediterranean oh, There yeah. are yeah. books.
0: Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, are books. Does. So
2: I have here There's some of the plug. examples, right? So.
1: I never knew biscuits were a Mediterranean diet. Uh, <laughs> I don't think
2: that's part of the Mediterranean <laughs> biscuits diet. Biscuits and gravy? Mm, certainly not, certainly not. So um, I brought some examples of some foods, right, that you can look at. But I can be honest with you. If you Google it, there will be an enormous amount of information yeah. out there but the basics as i said is you have to just focus on the limitations of red meat if you're choosing your proteins choose wise proteins so yeah. your lean meats your eggs your fish your seafood uh your whole grains spices are a big part of the mediterranean yeah. diet spices not salt yeah right so you can flavor up your food without having to add tons of salt on the mediterranean diet right yeah. So, um, yeah, Google it. Google it because in this case, I recommend Google. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always yeah. recommend going on Google, but there are going to be tons of ideas on how to incorporate what foods you should and should not eat on a Mediterranean diet. Okay. And I assure you, even if you are a level gazillion crossfitter yeah. or you are someone with a severe cardiovascular disease or you have just, you're just here for general health, this is diet for you.
0: And that's what, because, you know, I don't eat a lot of salt. I don't like, I don't like salt at all. Mm -hmm. And I know people drink like the Element and all that. I don't, I don't like anything salty. So if I taste, you know, I'm just like, eh, it's not really my thing. I can tell when foods are extra salted or have a lot of sodium in them. I intermittent fast. Mm -hmm. Probably by accident, because I've never been a breakfast eater since my youth. And, you you know, back then you were just like not eating. Yeah. Um, and my first meal of the day is predominantly like two o'clock, two thirty. So I go all morning, and I work out fasted. That's a problem. Com- well, competing <laughs> a problem at night me. when I work out in the morning is was hard for me because I I didn't really know how to feed myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I wasn't full when I worked out. So those are just challenges that you kind of pick, but. No alcohol, you know, everyone knows I'm a very seldom drink and because all of those things make me feel bloated. Right. Right. Or, but I've never thought to go, hey, maybe a Mediterranean diet, you know, I'm a big red meat eater. So that's going to be a big, that's going to be a big no, no for sure. Right. Because (laughs) I'm a carnivore.
2: The the Mediterranean diet actually started off looking at cardiovascular health, Mm -hmm. right? And of course, red meat is a big no, no when it comes to heart attacks, strokes, Mm -hmm. those kind of things. But then they extended that diet and um, tried it on different individuals. So you may have heard fatty liver disease, right? Mm. One of the most common liver diseases right now. And it's predominantly because of the Western diet, right? Yeah. Because of what we're putting into well, our what body. Are,
1: what are, What's symptomatic of that?
2: None, nothing. Really? You have no mm-hmm. symptoms. You may go to the doctor's office and be like, oh, your liver tests are just eh, a little bit elevated, um, or you just have risk factors for it. So mm-hmm. you have diabetes, prediabetes, mm-hmm. you have a lot of central obesity. Mm-hmm. So you will find that there are some people who have like skinny legs, yeah, skinny arms,
0: and then a bigger down, belly
2: and a big belly. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's a risk factor. Mm-hmm. Um, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure and cholesterol. So that combination by itself predisposes you to developing fatty liver disease and when i say fatty i'm just focusing on the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease we have alcoholic liver disease right. as well but we're focusing on the diet aspect of a, someone who has non-alcoholic fatty liver okay. disease and so when they extended this mediterranean diet into this population mm-hmm. it was amazing how it reversed a lot of those changes it does promote weight loss yeah. because of the healthy eating aspect of it and it reverses a lot of the fatty changes that we see in people who have fatty liver disease. In Ooh. addition to the other benefits, which we know of, cardiovascular um, improvement.
1: Well, the other thing about Tamika is she throws one heck of a party. I heard. I miss it every she's year. she's got great food at it. <laughs> and I think there was some Mediterranean influence in some of those.
2: Uh, I'm not sure. There was some it carbs was in there
1: for everywhere. sure. Yeah. But it was, it was like really, carbs. really good. Do you, PJ, are you a fish eater? I never heard you talk about that. It's,
0: it's interesting that you asked me that. I don't mind fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I don't know how to cook it properly, mm-hmm. it always comes out overcooked. Fe- overcooked or it's like rubbery. I will not cook it at home. Mm. And it's not necessarily my first choice if we're going out to eat. Um, but I would eat fish. I mean, if if I knew how to cook it right and if, you know, it just, I, I don't know. It's just not my first choice when I'm, when I, when I go out to eat. But yeah. I would eat. I like it. Yeah. So Google Mediterranean diet and look and up a how, fish recipe. Because yeah. that's
2: big on the Mediterranean diet.
1: I'm going to find a like a Mediterranean cookbook. I know, have a book. Yeah. I mean, I honestly,
2: I, I have it. But because I don't, I just make up recipes on the fly. Yeah. Literally, see, the I do. I,
1: I'm a I'd good cook, plan. but it's not because I'm like this like natural. I... I know how to follow a recipe, and you can and read. I can you can read, read and yeah. I pay attention to what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and that's fun to me. So, uh, so I might look into that.
0: So people can essentially Google, you know, myplate.org, right, right. for extent. the healthy living part of it, for, for what the, to eat, yeah, right. And so they can look at that and say, all right, my plate, sh- my balance plate should look like this. And mm-hmm. if they're athletes, here, you know, we have. When we do our lifestyle challenges and stuff like that, we give them, this is what your plate should look like. We give them all of the details. We give them food lists that say, this is the choices that you should be making. Um, We make it very simple for them and including recipes. But I think that if they take that balance plate, I've never, you know, I've never looked at a Mediterranean diet, you know, and I love Mediterranean food. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've never cooked it. You know, it's not like, I'm not going to pluck the Pioneer Woman's <laughs> Mediterranean.
1: Pioneer Woman is not a... <laughs> yeah. She ain't there to help you Lose Weight. I can tell you that. If uh, anybody wants so to Google the her, it's it the opposite.
2: opposite. Six sticks of butter. Yeah, butter. And <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Everything has a stick yeah. of That's butter in. Right. It's damn good. It's Gosh, so good. It's, uh, <laughs> you're going to be in Tamika's office yeah. in a hurry. Soon. Yeah.
0: yeah, Um But they could essentially make their plate look like that with those exactly with those products the vegetables the fishes use that the as grains. a base
2: as a base and then build on that mm-hmm. you know build on that based on your nutrition plan
0: and put things into there right so for just for listeners when you're telling your clients and stuff hey you know here's you know i would like for you to try this or whatever and you tell them to go to the grocery store. What, I mean, what would you tell them? Because you and I have done, you've done a full-on grocery. I've done a video, yeah, video. for CrossFit for yeah. you guys. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, so I, the video pretty much goes through how to shop in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, and as PJ mentioned, you do a lot of perimeter shopping. Mm-hmm. That's primarily because what's in the aisles? Cookies and chips and all those. Well, they're all processed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you really want to stay away from that if you can. And in the aisles, you have your proteins. So you, all of your meats are on the freezer side. All of your veggies and your fruits are all in the perimeter. So mm. you can really get your full Mediterranean fix. Yeah. Other than your spices, which is going to be down on aisle, yeah. you can get your entire grocery list done by perimeter shopping. Yeah. So um, I don't know if we have it on the website, but that would be a good one just to look at. But you, I actually Googled um, H E B's layout before. Mm. And it, it actually shows you exactly where everything is and all the good stuff, well, the good stuff, yeah. I mean, good for your body stuff yeah. is clearly on the outside. Yeah. So you can even look at that before you go and say, I am only going down aisle yes. nine because that's where I need to get my rice or my spices or whatever right. it is. But I'm going to stick to everything on the outside.
0: And I think it, I think it prevents people from spontaneous shopping mm-hmm. too. But tr- if I go with Anthony, my fourteen-year-old son, I come home with these days. It's a fortune to go grocery shopping anyway, but with I'm like, where did you put? The, when did you put that in? The, Correct, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand when that particular item got into my basket and to my home he's like you paid for it that's correct you know i know we all we are all victim to it it sure. is it's horrible like don't go with your kids mm-hmm. i don't, go, don't hungry. go hungry oh my gosh <laughs> number one rule Never don't go hungry, go hungry because yeah. that's when you spontaneous buy so i think that if you prepare hey i'm gonna you know this is what i want my plate to look like and plan for meals or, or maybe you're a grocery shopper that goes twice a week or whatever go on a Tuesday when they restock the shelves, you know? Mm-hmm. I always go, with you go, with always go with a list. You should always
2: go with a list. If you do not go with a list, you're going to come back with things that you don't even know how to cook. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's just, you go with a list and and you stick to it, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. And you st- you'll be more successful. Th- that is correct, yeah. yeah.
1: All right, so as we think about wrapping up, we're at the beginning of the year. I bet 90% of the New Year's resolutions out there are some type of... Mm fitness or 48% actually, to is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A little off there. Uh, yeah. some type of, or I don't know, you could tie it to nutrition and fitness in some degree. Yep. I think if you had to give some just fundamental guidance to help those people along, some basic, you know, Hey, just if you can.
2: So I think if you condense everything we discussed on today's podcast and you're saying, okay, tomorrow, it starts have you guys seen peter rabbit no yes i have the pig diet starts now diet starts, starts now ta- this right. <laughs> is hilarious you have to see it anyway diet starts now we are looking at the top two things i mentioned about nutrition the quality of food and the quantity of food you go to myplate.org and you can get both of them combined on that that's nutrition if you're starting off as a newbie, I always encourage at least three days of cardiovascular activity, 30 to 45 minutes of moderate intensity exercise. Mm. Sleep. So we spoke about so food, exercise, and sleep. Mm-hmm. I sleep, say it. Maybe. I may not be the best advocate for this, okay? I'm a but I would say...
1: Oh, you're looking at two of the best. Yes.
2: Right here. Right here. All is like... sleep too. He told us on this thing that this guy, he was like sleeping eight and I'm yeah. like, what?
0: Yeah. So it's going so, yeah.
2: so that is another very fundamental yeah. part of mm. overall, overall well-being. Seven to eight hours. I'm gonna throw that out there. Yeah. If you're gonna start, let's start with seven to eight hours of sleep. Nutrition... Exercise and you're starting small with the exercise. Most people are in here six days a week. Yeah, I'm saying three days a week of moderate intensity exercise. I'm not, she's not about saying that if you
0: have a unlimited package that you go down to three. She's saying <laughs> keep it at an unlimited. That's right.
2: I'm just saying for the newbies who are starting off and <laughs> yeah. well, starting well, now. My, my,
1: my HEB sponsorship's yeah. already gone out the window. Yeah. That's right. Since, so I'm uh, saying if you're eliminating new to half this. Of their store.
2: And you're yeah. like, hey, we're going to start things afresh. You start off with that. And as your, as your fitness level improves, that will also improve to one hour for three days a week, then four days a week, yeah. then five days mm-hmm. a week. And soon you'll be in here 12 days a week, just like Crystal and there, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, right. that's your goal. Not 12 days, but, you know, <laughs> that's your goal to improve. Yeah. And you can improve if your nutrition is on point, your sleep is on point, and then you start slow. Don't expect to lose twenty pounds by next week. Yeah. No. No. Things are not gonna happen overnight. Progress takes time. They're habits,
0: right? That's and right. that's what we that's what we like to hone that's in on. Right. They're your habits. It's not just what you're eating, it's all of the other things that you do. In correlation with your nutrition. Well,
1: and I think that's where that's where all these trends and these supplements and all these things have been popularized because they know that people don't have the patience to do all those things to create habits. and We to, should do a
2: supplement po- podcast yeah. Yeah. specifically because we're CrossFit, right? Yeah, yeah. agree We should do
1: that. Yeah, we yeah. can. Math. Hey, it's math. It's all math. I it's was right. Math. It's yeah. math. You go right. Get some sleep. Moderation. We can talk.
0: We can talk about all those healthy habits that we kind of we really hone in on. Yeah, yeah. Like I said because it's not just nutrition; it is all of those things that we're forming for you. Yeah, all right. Let's get to the fun part. Someone yeah. is responsible for what <laughs> oh happened, and I can't goodness. say who that is, but I know it's not me.
1: All right. It's been a while since we played this game.
2: I am. Um, I'm afraid.
1: This game. It's called You Not Me. This is where I ask my guests a question that I do not want to answer. It's <laughs> very simple. It's very very basic, kind of like all the mm-hmm. all the expertise you've been sharing today. Um, we mentioned we just came off of the Slay the Holidays competition. Uh, it was a very competitive four weeks.
0: I owe everyone their <laughs> gifts, by the
1: way. Uh, Tamika and I's team, week. O Swally Night, mm-hmm. came in second place, worked very hard. Came uh, in first place. <laughs> Tamika <Yeah. laughs> had some problems with uh, <laughs> the way this Me. thing was structured, and she worked really right. hard and gave it everything she had with the one of the busiest schedules out there. Mm-hmm. So now's your chance. I'm going to ask you, Tamika, you are if not. you could have changed anything <laughs> about it. What would it be?
2: Ooh, thanks a lot, Paul. You're <laughs> on my team, man. We're just like private conversations here, That's you a know? Good thing.
1: Nothing is sacred. No, Nothing. you know,
2: I think it's um, I think everybody is kind of on the same page when it comes to this competition. So if you're comparing apples to apples, yes. compare apples to apples. Yes. You cannot compare apples to oranges. I and many of us I have one hour a day that I can devote to my exercise. And that's why I said, PJ, I lost my butt because <laughs> I just didn't have a choice here, right? So I have one hour a day. My yes. recommendation would be slightly different structure. You have one hour a day to dedicate to this challenge. Do whatever you want in that one hour. Yeah. You're not going to spend seven hours. And compare that to the team that's spending (laughs) one hour.
0: Obviously, you're going to have seven times the number of meters. (laughs) Next year, well, in years past, the Slay the Holiday Challenge was only rowing. And you could only row X amount of, I think it might have been like 400,000 meters in the month. Really wasn't a lot. Mm-hmm. It was intentional to be basically an, an additional 10 minutes of your day <coughs> as a warm up or, or a cool down, mm-hmm. right? You're hitting, you know, 1,000, 2,000 meters a day and you're good to go. That's how it has been structured in the past. And um, next year we're going to do something different for charity.
2: You have so. competitive people here, okay? Yeah. And people are going to want to win. Yeah, and let me tell you, I was thankful for this competition. It kept my weight down for the holidays. Okay, I was very thankful for that. I was able to eat, Mm -hmm. and I did not gain the weight. I would have probably gained ten pounds this December.
1: It it influenced my decision making because we gave up. I didn't want well that, but also it was like where I would usually choose to overdo it over all the Christmas parties and and the crap that ends up in our house or drink too much i didn't want to do that because i knew the next day i had to get up and run or yeah. or go row however long you know yeah. and i wasn't going to feel like doing it so i made the decision to like you don't want just, to let your teammates just down. go to bed yeah exactly so sleep. you
2: are yeah. you go you're accountable right yeah. so you know you are accountable you have to get your work in yeah i was i think it was a great challenge pj i think it really was um, it was at a good time where, as I said, you know, it can help people manage their yeah. their whole weight d- during the holiday vacation. But at the same time, it was a little bit unlevel on on playing field. Yeah. Um, but I feel very proud of our team. I impressed myself. Yeah. I like looked. I'm like, what did I? I
0: no Y'all way! I did that. Paul ran a hundred miles? That in is insane,
2: right? Yes. Like Paul, that was insane. He just said. I just want to see how he far he is I can like run. the MVP. <laughs> Paul was not competing against anyone. No, let me tell you, he was trying father,
1: to father comp- time, baby. Yeah, yeah. Me versus him. It yeah. was
2: it was me versus me, right? Yeah. That's I think. At I the just end want of the to day, see what I can accomplish. What exactly. What in can this I do? One week.
0: How many can? What? How can I? Next year, so Denise um, gave sent me the idea for or it'll be for charity next year. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's got to put in you know, 10 bucks or something like that. I'm pretty sure that, that
2: way. a lot of teams are still going to participate once we change the uh,
0: we had f- terms we of condition. Yeah, we had, a f- lot we had of people, 15 yeah. this year. a lot. It was great. 15 four-person No, I, lo-
1: I mean, I, I got better as a rower. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just see that from like doing it for an hour at the beginning of it and doing it for an hour that at the end That helps with of your, it. a
0: lot of your pulling and, Yeah, and movements. just seeing like
1: the difference um, in the, the amount of meters I could accumulate mm-hmm. in the same amount of time. Um, obviously, the running. I, I fell back in love with that and have Good. been doing that more and more. I lost my toenail. Almost lost my toenail. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was like.
2: That's why I don't things.
0: run. I like yeah. my toenails.
2: <laughs> I like my feet. I mean, like, I went all out for this team. Okay, you did, you did. almost
1: it was
0: awesome. lost <laughs> it? Was awesome. No, to Tamika. <laughs> no, but Justin
1: veins <Tamika>. <laughs> probably bulging out of his head right now listening to this conversation. <laughs> he'll but he'll be all right. He'll be fine. So that's all
0: right. Our next competition will be the CrossFit Open and that will actually be a little different because it's not that'll be based on performance yeah
2: oh, I'm gonna suck that and that's the case no
0: no 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 it's it, it, it'll it be it's like a, it's a fun it's my a favorite fun. time of year Yeah, love yeah. It. I'll we I'll always do it. it I mean I always
2: Open. do it I always do it yeah, yeah so. it's gonna be great this year Friday night. this was great
0: Paul yeah. Yeah. this was great
1: yeah. well thank you so much Tamika I, um, this is one that PJ and I talked about a long time ago I was like yeah. I, we've, we've covered all these different topics and I really think we should uh we should talk about nutrition. Um, and she immediately thought of you, and it fell into the perfect time of year because, like we said, this is when yeah. everybody mm-hmm. gets all serious and foaming at the mouth about all the changes they're going to yeah. make and then forget about. That's so right. I and then they should see some, you if
0: they have any issues. That's
1: right. That's right. Well, hopefully the they don't have
2: issues, but even yep. with no issues, at some point somebody, everybody's going to need something done, right? So, yeah, um, yeah but... You know, uh, I'm very open to doing even more on this, yeah. PJ. You know, I think as a wannabe CrossFitter, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, you know. I think we, we talk can, about we can mm-hmm. talk about a lot of different things, yeah. macros and calories and all these kind of things. that. And
0: you know, Tamika's um, brought some really good ideas about bringing things to our community mm-hmm. too, whether it's, you know, um, awareness to, you know, Colon diseases, um, things like that. So, you know, we've talked about it. And I know that our timing is always often, often crazy, yeah. yeah. But, but planning kind of big events for our community because we think it's important that our community knows about, you know, colon health, digestive health, and their nutrition and stuff. Yeah, agreed. They it's don't great. have to be a CrossFitter to to you know be educated on that stuff.
1: Not at all. Tamika, thank you so much. You did thank amazing. Thank you. I
0: appreciate it. Thank you so She's much, guys. She's the best.
1: She's here for y'all. She if you is. need her, I know she has no problem talking about these things. She didn't say the S things. word not once. She did not. She came in here and her chief concern was profanity. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, she kept she it did clean well. as a whistle. I mean,
2: this is a highly professional
1: really? environment that's right, here. That's <laughs> very nice. right. This is a professional operation <laughs> <laughs> we're running here. All right, ladies. Y'all have a good night. Thanks. Have All a right, good
2: Thanks one. a lot, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: So after her three sons had grown, moved away... And started families of their own and after my dad was just too old to do it himself any longer my mom finally had to get a yard man for that little house on Pomeroy Drive a dear friend of hers sent a man named Roy who agreed to do it for a fair price Roy made his living on lawn care for large commercial properties his 20-foot trailer and zero-turn mower were overkill to say the least But it was obvious my mom had become very important to him, especially after my dad passed away. One day, after Roy finished the 15-minute job that was her yard, she came out to visit with him, like always. He opened up to her about his teenage daughter. She was getting in a lot of trouble, withdrawing, and Roy was worried that he was losing her. I've never been much for New Year's resolutions, more of a present-minded, where my feet are type of guy. However, I can understand looking back on periods of time and hoping for change, improvement, or just to catch a break. For me, 2023 was a hard time. It was loss, health problems, mistakes, stress, And instead of moving from one to the next, they seem to compound each other, leading to some dark days and unfamiliar feelings. So why why not? If January 2024 needs to be the jumping off point for better days ahead, then I'm all for it. CrossFit can fall into obvious places. Muscles, friends, schedules, competition. There's so much more depth to it though. And what we all know with absolute certainty is that we cannot expect improvement if we don't commit to fundamental change. So what happened with this Roy guy and his daughter? I can tell you from years of experience that he came to the right woman with his problem. After he told my mom everything, he would tried. Punishing her, taking things from her, forcing her to go to church. She said to him, Roy, Your daughter's not listening to you. We just need to find someone that she will listen to. And mom helped him. And sometime later, Roy and his daughter were reconciled. What changes can we expect for 2024? I have no idea. But I think I'll stop trying what I know doesn't work and plug in some things that do. Stop obsessing over the bar muscle-up I can't do and push harder on wall balls, apologize to someone who deserves it and forgive someone who deserves it more. Do more competitions. Tell my wife more how much I appreciate her. And wives, maybe let us know that you're proud of us from time to time. Ask for help from someone who's better and look for any opportunity to help others in here. There are very few win-wins in life, but making someone feel welcome at Bridge Lakes, and taking a genuine interest in them it's undefeated i love this podcast and i love each of you for listening we'll wrap things up with maybe the best song i've ever heard gregory allen isakoff i'll see him again in a couple of months he's going to take us out today have a great week give it your best and a little bit more we'll see you next time i